You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this first day of November, we're talking A's baseball with Jane Lee, our A's reporter for MLB.com. Jane, we thank you for the time. What we're doing today is uh, taking a look ahead uh, to the 2018 season because it's never too soon. We're going to break down uh, what do you think the A's prospects are for 2018. Before we do that, though, as we speak uh, on this Wednesday, just hours away, from a winner-take-all Game 7 of the 2017 World Series, a crazy fall classic thus far, tied at three wins apiece. And, uh, Jane, quite simply, uh, Astros and Dodgers, uh, who are you picking tonight? I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I originally had the Dodgers in six. Um, I was a little off, obviously, but I'll still stick with them in seven. And it seems like uh, they would have the home field advantage. Of course, the game is in L.A., but uh, last year we saw an Indians team at home for Game 7, it did not pay dividends. The Cubs uh, ending that uh, little title drought of theirs by winning game seven on the road. Maybe that bodes well for the Astros. Uh, we will see. In any event, should be a very entertaining uh, game seven tonight uh, to cap off the 2017 big league season. So, uh, Jane, let's look ahead again, like I said, to 2018 uh, for this ace team. want to start off by uh, having you kind of address what you feel is the biggest area of need right now for the athletics heading into next year and how you feel that the team may address that need, uh, whether through uh, a trade perhaps or maybe on the free agent market or a guy uh, in their pipeline that could come up from the minors and contribute. Uh, what do you think right now? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're you're taking stock of what they have, what they need, um, pitching obviously stands out. I think both starting and relieving. Um, I do think the A's are quite comfortable with the starting options they have. Um, and I think that's why they're not overly concerned about going out and, and you know, signing a, a big name or, or trading, um, you know, a, a valuable piece to get that. But I do think it's on their radar. Um, and, and of course, bullpen help. And I see them getting bullpen help, um, probably through trade, um, just because, you know, they don't have the resources, um, and, and even if they did, I don't think they're going to use the type of those type of resources on relief help. I mean, relief help is getting pretty expensive, um, and that's just not an area where I don't think they're going to spend big. So I think, in order to get that help, um, they are going to have to make a trade. Um, as far as their rotation, I mean, they have a ton of options already. Um, a lot of young options, of course, guys who are just coming off their first full year in the big leagues. And I think they expect them to only develop and progress further next year. Um, and, and with that, come away with some better results um, just because they were so inconsistent this year. Um, but, of course, you know, after the end of the season, it's, it's only natural to ask about uh, maybe bringing in, you know, a veteran arm. Um, they've done really well um, in getting those type of guys in the past, guys like uh, Rich Hill, Scott Casimir. You know, they just – somehow picked the the right guys to bring in and and just kind of stabilize um, an otherwise young rotation. Um, And and it would kind of make sense for them to do the same with the group that they have now. But I don't think that, you know, they're not just going to sign any guy. It has to be the right guy. So uh, right now, you know, they're, they're open to the idea, but they're, they're not promising that they are going to go out and sign that guy. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised if, you know, by the time they had just been training, they had um, someone from the outside inserted into that rotation just to, you know, maybe bring a little more certainty to the mix. But aside from that, I mean, they're quite comfortable with everything else they have. I mean, their lineup, it seems, is 
pretty much set. So I would think that, you know, pitching, if anything, would be an area of focus. Yeah, no question. And you, you kind of led us uh, to the next topic, which is the biggest area of strength of this team. And this is a team that uh, surprised a lot of people with their power. I think they were top five in baseball and home runs in the year of the home runs. That really <laughs> says something about the way this ace team swung the bats. Uh, would you say right now that that's the biggest area of strength heading into 2018? It is. And I mean, it's it's a really great thing for this team because this is something that they're not used to having. I mean, usually they're starving. Um for any you know type of offense, let alone power, and um, I mean they have they have that they have that in um, a lot of the young guys um, that we saw you know burst onto the scene this year. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, um, Ryan Healy had another good year, um, and then of course there's Chris Davis you know right there in that middle of the lineup too. And and really I mean top to bottom, any one of their guys you know from the leadoff guy at the end it was Marcus Simeon. Um, you know, all the way down to the bottom, it seemed like anyone at any point in the game, you know, had a chance to hit a home run. Whereas before, I mean, that was their problem was you just, you couldn't bank on the home run. And I mean, almost um, ironically, the A's this year relied maybe too much on the home run. You know, they had trouble scoring in other ways sometimes. But I I think, you know, they're not really too concerned about that. Um, I think they like the, the makeup of their roster as it pertains to the offense right now um obviously a lot to be excited about with these young guys and you know you kind of it seems like a lot of them just kind of were getting their feet wet so um it makes you wonder you know what they're capable of over the course of you know a full season guys like Matt Olson who just went you know crazy um with the homers before getting hurt there um and also Matt Chapman I mean um he was you know maybe called up a little sooner than expected and and still handled himself really well um and you know had some some struggles offensively never let it affect him defensively so you think you know once they get that that full season that experience you know can only help them yeah that's a great point for as productive as the A's were in the power department uh, they had some guys that didn't put in even close to full campaigns you brought up the two mats uh, so Perfect examples right there as uh, to see what this ace team could do with full seasons of uh, productivity from them and the usual suspects, as you said, like Chris Davis among company. It could be a very, very scary offense in 2018 uh, for the opposing teams uh, of the A's on their schedule. Uh, Jane, let's single out uh, two guys right now. One guy that perhaps is due for a bit of regression in 2018 after coming off maybe a career year this past season. And then on the flip side, a guy that could bounce back in 2018 after not performing up to his standards in 2017. Yeah, I don't know that um, anyone on this team maybe, you know, do for, you know, a year of regression. But um, I think everyone's kind of curious to see, um, you know, how Jed Lowry does next year um, with the A's almost certain to pick up his option. Um, I mean, he had a tremendous year this year, and a lot of it um, I know he credits with is just fixing um, his sleep issue. He had a deviated septum that it turns out he had been dealing with um, for a really long time, um, and he just wasn't getting the kind of sleep that he needed, and he thinks, I mean, that really kind of just turned things around for him. Um, He was also able to stay healthy for the most part, and, I mean, was, was often overlooked on this team, but really at the end of the year could it could be said that he was their most consistent offensive player. Um, also looked, 
you know, a lot better defensively, um, just put together one of the better seasons um, that we've seen of him, you know, throughout his career. And he's been around a while. And I think at the trade deadline, it was just assumed that, you know, they would they would trade Jed um, to some contending team that could use him. And, and then they would insert Franklin Barreto, their top prospect at second base. Um, it was just, that was assumed all along. Um, it didn't happen. The A's stuck with Jed and they still see him as their starting second baseman going into next year. Um, you know, they like him enough um, to where they're okay with holding off on Barreto, just, you know, letting Barreto continue to develop in the minors and just kind of wait it out because they really don't see you know, a rush just because of the way Judd performed. So I'm not expecting him to regress, but I think there's just some curiosity with, you know, can, can he keep this going another year? And I think everyone um, would love to see it. Um, Judd obviously expects it of himself, but, you know, it'll just kind of be interesting to see if he can stay healthy again because he's never really had long stretches in his career where he's been able to stay healthy yeah that's always been his uh, his bugaboo during his uh now what's a pretty lengthy career he's been around a while uh but 49 doubles last year for Lowry not, not the franchise record but the Oakland franchise record uh he's now in the record books and hopefully he can uh, at least sustain that level of productivity in 2018 Jane, to, to wrap things up here, you know, when you look at the 30 teams in baseball, it seems like, you know, they fall into one of five categories. You've got your rebuilding teams, your non-contending teams, then your wild card contending teams, your division title contending teams, and then ultimately a world title contending team. Of those five categories, where do the A's fall right now? I think it, I think it would be fair to categorize them in the wild card contending team. I think um... – as the season was winding down last year, the A's were playing a lot better. I mean, they had a really strong um, finish to the season. You know, they're watching um, all those teams, you know, go at it for the wild card. Cause for a while there, it seemed like there were, you know, there were seven, eight, nine teams on any given day that were technically in it. And, you know, I think the A's were looking at that, that picture and thinking, you know, we're not too far off from that course there's a there's a large difference between all those teams and then the teams that were winning their divisions but I mean it just takes getting into that wild card game um you know to give yourself a chance um as we've seen I mean you know you look at the Yankees winning that wild card game and then coming within one win of the World Series um I think and you know anyone knows that anything can happen after that wild card game and I think the A's do see themselves capable at least fighting for that chance, you know, just the way that the playoff format is now, um, your your odds are a little higher getting in. And based off the way they finished, I don't I don't think they see any reason why they can't be one of those teams next year. Yeah, agreed. And the Yankees a perfect uh, example. Just just get in, roll the dice, and you never know what can happen. Maybe the A's are that team that uh, takes advantage of that fortune in 2018. Uh, time will tell. Great stuff, as always, uh, from Jane Lee. We'll do it again at this time next week. So, Jane, thank you. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Oakland A's.